Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. This week, unfortunately, there's no James. I've given him the week off because he covered me so well while I was poorly. But I have brought myself a special guest. Um, brought myself? I don't think that's quite the right term, but there you go. But anyway, I've brought a guest along with me. His name is Tom, and he is a tattoo artist, but also the owner of the Rising Tide Tattoo Studio in Poole. So I thought it'd be interesting to get a tattoo artist onto the show. So welcome to Talking Codswallop, Tom. Hello. Thank you for having me, for buying me or whatever has happened. Yes. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Not really sure, are we? (laughs) I've still got a little bit of COVID fog with my brain. So uh, unfortunately, but when it's edited, it'll be perfect. Nobody will know any different. (laughs) So, like, with regards to my first question, um, I was going to say, actually, how was your pandemic time? Because obviously you are one of, in one of the industries that probably had to close down. So how was it over COVID for you? Do you know what? I always feel bad when people ask me this question because I actually enjoyed the time off. Yeah. And um, I know I was in a very, very privileged position to be able to do that, but... Um, yeah, I, I was able to focus on other things because, um, like tattooing is, it's a f- full time job. I, I don't think people realise that there's more than just the tattooing. They kind of you know see us come in and do do a few hours of tattooing, or whatever. But there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that people don't see, and it's you know there's, there's a lot of drawing, obviously, and then uh, you know the admin side of it, and obviously running the studio, like you said. So um, yeah, kind of being forced to to focus on other things and work on some other projects outside of the kind of art bubble and the tattoo bubble was actually, yeah, it, it was, it was quite nice for me. Um, obviously fairly tragic circumstances for that to happen, but yeah, yeah I, 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 I got through fine and I, I quite enjoyed myself. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm in the same sort of boat in a way. Um, well, not, not as creatively. My job is uh, doing order processing. So, I had the opportunity to then work from home. So it was uh, that opportunity I've wanted for years. And, uh, you know, that was why I really enjoyed it because I finally got that. And now I'm kind of, uh, because I live in Weymouth. Um, I think I've mentioned that to you before, but um, my work is up in Poor. So I had to obviously daily commute. And that was like two hour trips every day kind of thing. Now it's only twice a week I have to go into the office. So it's so much nicer. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd rather be permanently at home. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, (laughs) still, I guess I have to socialize with people. (laughs) But yeah, so I can definitely understand that. And the reason that I actually found out about your um is it correct to call you a, st- a tattoo studio tattoo and piercing yeah yeah we are a tattoo studio yeah 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 we do piercing as well but yeah tattoo studio yeah okay fantastic i just wanted to make sure i got the right terminology and everything right there so um because i actually play pokemon go and uh awesome yeah do you as well or uh yes yes yeah. i just got back into it yeah oh well i have to get your number so that we can be friends um <laughs> But uh, yeah, the reason why was because when I was sort of, I was at the time living in Parkstone, which is in just so that our uh, listeners who we call the Salty Tadpoles, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know it's dodgy, but there you go. Um, <laughs> and it is intended to be dodgy. But 
I would sort of go, you know, out for an hour sort of thing as you, you're allowed to during the pandemic, you know, the real pandemic part, you know, in the early days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I might drive to Parkstone and I'd be, you know, like getting all the stops and stuff like that. So I managed to find one that was your studio, which was uh, yes. obviously the very awesome um, uh, Sp- Spider-Man, isn't it? It is, yes, yes. Yeah. He's looking a little bit sorry for himself. Oh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to redo him. Yeah, I'm sure that's not the case, but yeah. <laughs> did you do that, or uh, is that one of yours? I did. I did it when we opened, and uh, and yeah, I was very very honoured when it got made into a poker stop. So yeah, yeah, definitely did that. Um, but yeah, no, at some point we are going to put a new mur- mural. M- mural. I should better say that I'm an artist. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to put a new mural up at some point, but yeah, for now we have a spider-man who's looking a little bit sad at the moment oh well but he is a poker stop so i'm sure that makes him happy oh yes definitely and uh <laughs> i always love it when i get like a gift from one of my friends that lives in pool you know and i'm like yeah i got this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really am 39 i promise <laughs> oh you're 39 as well are you i am yes, yes. Oh, okay well that's all right <laughs> yay we can be kids together who wants to be grown-ups <laughs> so so yeah that's initially how i found out about your studio and then uh i did that's a little awesome. bit of uh deep dive so that was probably about two years ago so i don't know why it's taken me so long to uh get you on the show but you know <laughs> yeah, it's exciting to be here yeah exactly best things happen when they're supposed to exactly so tell us a little bit about the the history you know how did it all begin for you okay uh, (laughs) this is quite a story i don't i don't know if you know anything about my background but um, i know i don't um normally i would do a little bit of research but i think i i always like to um know the story firsthand from someone if you know what i mean so yeah yeah it's it's quite the story um so (laughs) okay so i i mean it started when i was probably about 13 in terms of the tattooing stuff Mm. um because i really i grew up listening to punk music and, and hardcore music and and that was kind of my scene. I always wanted to, you know, hang out with my favorite bands and and all of that. But I, I have no musical ability. And even for a punk band, like, I have no musical ability. So um, I kind of realized my dreams were going to be shattered fairly early. So um, it kind of occurred to me that if I tattooed people, that I could hang out with my favorite bands and tattoo them. And and I love drawing and, and I was reasonably good at it. So, yeah, I kind of thought that at that age. Obviously, I didn't start tattooing at that point um because i got distracted by life i guess but um but really um uh, i guess i kind of started learning about that age about um our interaction with other animals and you know what we do in laboratories and factory yeah. farms and abattoirs as and the rest of it so um that kind of became my life for about 10 years i, I was a, a full-time animal rights activist okay. animal liberation activist um, and yeah, so I, um, I founded and coordinated a, a number of campaigns, mostly about animal research, trying to uh, end animal research and trying to switch our use to more ethical, but also more scientifically valid models of research. Um, a bit like Lush in, uh, you know, obviously in Paul as well, was very much like that as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, we, did, we did work with, with Lush and organisations like that sometimes. We were a little bit more radical, I guess, yeah. um, which is... <laughs> I'll swim back to that later. But um, 
But yeah, we um, we we ran a campaign that that stopped the the navy using di- uh, goats in diving experiments and got you know got them to start using more uh, future facing technology and computer modeling and stuff. Um, we exposed illegal cosmetic Botox experiments and closed the puppy farm and so that that was that was my life. But um, to kind of cut the story quite short, and I have just written a book about this, which is actually. That was my lockdown project, is writing this uh, passion piece book that oh. kind of covers everything that happened. And it's currently with publishers and hopefully will be published fairly imminently, maybe. But um, but essentially, one of the campaigns I was involved with, we, we upset the wrong politician and um, kind of initiated quite a crazy uh, response from the government and the police, which still kind of, yeah astounds me a little bit what, what actually happened but um uh, yeah again long story short we, we essentially those of us quite involved in the campaign to close europe's largest animal testing laboratory we ended up getting rounded up in this this big government sting type thing that was kind of initiated by a, a spy cop and yeah there's a lot of evidence planted on us by by the police and it's, it's crazy like when I, when I tell people i always feel like i sound like some wacky conspiracy theorist but i mean it's my life and it happened to me and um yeah so i ended up going to to prison for for several years for things i didn't particularly have anything to do with and um albeit albeit for a cause i i i would quite happily go to prison for but yeah i'd I'd rather have gone for something i did um and yeah yeah so when i got out of prison yeah yeah i was gonna say i understand that definitely and also, I think that, you know, I could also understand from the government point of view as well, especially with uh, certain events that have been happening in recent years and stuff like that, you know, it's, yeah. But yeah, sorry that you got uh, got put away because of something that you didn't actually do. But yeah, I also know what you mean with regards to that. Yeah, it was an idea. And and it was, it, I mean, it's it's hard that it all just came down to money. Like I said, we just upset the wrong politician with the wrong investments. And yeah, and he just kind of devoted himself to, to stopping us, which yeah, wasn't ideal. Um, so yeah, so anyway, when I got out of prison, the, um, the kind of state didn't really let go of us and gave us a lot of quite wacky conditions and, you know, tried to ban me from speaking to my family. And I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone who was a vegan, which, I mean, there was less of us then, but but yeah. even so there's um yeah it was it was quite hard and essentially i needed a new job so i um yeah i i kind of thought back on, on what i really wanted to do and kind of decided that i either wanted to be a tattoo artist or a climbing instructor and i've always been someone that like if i didn't do the job i love doing mm. i would rather live out of supermarket bins and squat and you know i mean i would rather live that lifestyle than do a job i hate doing so yeah Yeah. so i kind of i i can't i could i don't think i could work for someone unless they were doing everything the way i think would think it would be done i think i'm yeah (laughs) i think i would struggle i think great like i say growing up in the punk scene where it's all very diy and it's very much you know if you want a gig put on you put on a gig if you want a fanzine written you write it and that's kind of the ethos I grew up with. And yeah, so I kind of decided, yeah, basically I need a new job and I, I wanted to be a climbing instructor or a tattoo artist. So I kind of narrowed it down and really engineered a situation for myself to um, basically embed myself in a tattoo studio until a, an apprenticeship came up and, and it did. And, and here I am, I guess. 
Yeah. And now you're an owner of your own business, which obviously I kind am. of, yeah, I was going to say reflects what you've just said yourself. Anyway, um, I think sometimes it's best to be, you know, your own boss in some ways, isn't it? So, yeah, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine not being. I mean, I, I have worked for people in the past, obviously, and um, yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's never, never been a great experience for anyone involved. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. So, yeah, because I saw on your um, Facebook page that it did actually say about being fully vegan. Mm-hmm. With regards to a tattooist, what does that involve, um, the vegan side? That's a very good question. Um <laughs> So our studio is fully vegan. Not all we don't demand that all our artists are vegan. Obviously, that would be a little bit unfair, probably. Maybe. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but the in terms of the process of what makes a, a tattoo vegan or not vegan, um, I mean, a, a lot of people often ask about inks and stuff when it comes to this. But actually, most of the modern ink brands are vegan. Mm. Um, uh, there's some things that just pop up that are very odd, like. The stencil solution that we use to apply the stencil before before we tattoo it. There's one brand that for some reason uses um crushed beetles to to dye their stuff red, Aww. which seems a bit a bit, bit weird and, and unnecessary when yeah. there's plenty of you don't need red. You don't need it red. And if you do, I'm sure you can get a synthetic um dye. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's a bit odd. So there's there's things like that that we're we're just very aware of. I think that the biggest thing is um latex glove contain casein, which comes from um milk um which i think a lot of people don't know so yes which i i assume is probably why so many people have latex allergies to be honest it's probably connected um so yeah so we use nitrile gloves which which don't contain animal products um the carbon paper we use we make sure doesn't contain any carbon from animal sources uh, and then yeah all the the processed creams and butters and stuff we use to to lubricate the skin we make sure a a vegan and yeah obviously the inks and yeah, everything, our cleaning products, and we run the studio off of um, renewable energy. We try and minimise our plastic waste as much as we can for a tattoo studio, which is probably our biggest struggle. Yeah, um, that and tissue, yeah. T- yeah, a lot of tissue, but yeah, yeah <laughs> that's less bad for the environment at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's really interesting actually though, because I'd never, I suppose I'd never really thought of it, that side of things. Cause, um, you know, I love animals, but I, well, maybe I shouldn't say this to a vegan. I don't know, but I love animals, but I also like to eat them. But, uh, you know, it's, it is such an interesting thing you know like to to learn all the new things it's like i hate all the Mm. animal testing type things you know i really i I don't know why we have to do that anymore you know um if there is a different solution out there then you know i agree with you you know why why test it on an innocent animal Mm -hmm. when you know most of them are just put on this earth to love you you know but yeah even the ones that aren't you know they're still innocent but yeah, it's just from, from it kind of opens your eyes is what I'm trying to say into a new yes, world when you're yes, not Yes, I think familiar. my eyes were open too early. <laughs> yeah. My eyes were open too early and it took me down a path I never intended. But um, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of people are making a lot of money, unfortunately, out of exploiting animals. So yeah, yeah, definitely. To stop, it to stop it, I guess. Um, but yeah, also, you mentioned about the, the amount of kitchen towel we use, but yeah, that also, a lot of kitchen towel isn't vegan, which is came as a surprise to me i think they put gelatin and stuff in the oh in really kitchen towel. so they, yeah, that's a, that's another thing that we make sure we have even kitchen towel yeah. yeah i suppose it's to make it a bit softer and stuff like that isn't it so 
I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, having a having a fe- fully vegan studio, I think it's nice just that pretty much everyone knows that they're welcome yeah. and that you do. Know I mean, and that, that they can come and get a tattoo and they don't have to worry about what's in what. And you know, we're trying to use the most sustainable stuff we can and and the most um, ethical stuff we can and. I think I think broaden that you know our general ethos to to our our customers and and stuff is you know we we are very welcoming. I mean there's there there's still pockets of the tattoo industry that aren't particularly progressive, and I know um I, I'm very aware that you know of, of some people have been um you know had really bad experiences with tattoo artists, whether yeah. it's um you know feminist issues or, or whether it's um you know trans people or people of color, and so yeah it's um. I kind of feel that our studio actually has a, a nice, diverse client base. I think people feel safe with us, and and I think that you know the, the veganism is the kind of the, a baseline, I guess, and then um, just our general kindness to others is is what we strive for. Yeah, and I think that is one of the biggest things that you need, isn't it? Because you need to trust somebody who's going to be less of you know let's say kind of draw on your well permanently draw on your skin, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, touch wood, I've been quite lucky. I've got, oh God, I've just, I'm just trying to count at the moment, but I think I've got about um, six or seven tattoos myself. And I've been quite fortunate that, you know, every one that I've had has been, uh, you know, the person's been really nice to me and stuff like that. But it is nice to know that, you know, because I know that there's that seedy underground of it all. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine once went to one and he he uh you know like the first sign for me that I would never go to him was because he was he was um huffing and puffing I think it was is it the Egyptian eye um my friend wanted the Egyptian eye tattoo somewhere and uh she wanted it a little bit larger than uh it was actually in the picture and he sort of like really sort of huffed and puffed about it sort of thing and uh and then went onto the computer and just expanded it and printed it off and i was like well if you can't try draw something as simple as that then are you really good at this you know yeah (laughs) yeah there's i mean there's a diversity of people i think um i'm always a bit conflicted with tattooing in a way because like i say i come from a fairly um radical background and and i yeah. kind of like that that kind of i like, kind of piratey kind of side to it and the kind of yeah that kind of underground side to it where um it's not really regulated and it <laughs> in some ways it probably should be but yeah then i kind of catch myself thinking that because it's like well that's kind of why i loved it in the first place is that it is this kind of you know i mean it's kind of like for outcasts and it's for people yeah. like you don't quite fit in society and I kind of I kind of like and obviously that's changed a lot and tattoos have become a lot more um mainstream and a lot more um accepted and so that's obviously had a big impact on the industry but yeah I'm always a bit conflicted because I I do kind of like how there is no formal qualifications but then then I sometimes meet or or see other artists and I'm like oh maybe <laughs> maybe there should be some kind of formal qualification here <laughs> so yeah yes yeah, it's, it's an interesting industry I, I feel at some point someone's going to um try to regulate it but but for now it is fairly unregulated which unfortunately does mean that you get kind of snake pits sometimes of yeah people that probably shouldn't be here and and, and yeah we, we hear some kind of horror stories so so yeah make sure people you research your artists and yeah that's my advice is definitely 
don't just jump into it no have a look at who's have a look at who you're spending a few hours with yes yes i agree with that i agree with that wholeheartedly definitely do that and uh yeah you need to sort of look at what the art's like and stuff like that you know and yeah everything Mm -hmm. so um because i my mum's an artist um she's not a tattoo artist but she's an artist so i think i'm probably a little bit biased as well in that sense that you know i i think well she can do it then you know (laughs) but you know (laughs) it's obviously different so what What's involved with actually training to be a tattoo artist? Okay, so like I say, there there is no formal qualification. It's um mm. it's normally done on apprenticeships, which uh they're not like any other apprenticeship. I don't think that that currently exists in the modern world. I think they're um, yeah, I think it's a very unique industry to be honest. So essentially, uh, a studio will take on an apprentice, um, for various reasons, uh. Unfortunately, the most common reason is because the studio wants a free cleaner, which isn't really (laughs) ideal. Um, And so then they'll take on an apprentice who will do all the kind of dog's body kind of work around the studio and, you know, maybe taking bookings and doing the cleaning. Sometimes they're made to to design people's tattoos, which I'm not sure about, but that's the thing that happens. And um, and so they're just kind of, yeah, general dog's body kind of gopher in the studio. Uh, But then hopefully they're also being taught how to tattoo uh, and then at some point, it will be decided that they can transition onto human skin and they'll probably start tattooing themselves and then they'll tattoo friends and family for free and then maybe, you know, friends of the studio for free and and then start slowly charging and incrementally increasing their rates depending, you know, depending on how quickly they're, they're progressing in, in terms of their talent and ability. Yeah. And then, and yeah, and then, and then eventually they will be decided that they're a junior artist and not an apprentice anymore and then they're kind of free to do what they want. And normally because apprentices tend to get treated pretty rough, um, or at least, I mean, they often are and often they feel like they have been, even if they haven't been. So then um, quite often those apprentices will leave the studio and and start emigrating. It's a very transient kind of uh, industry, really. People tend to kind of studio hop quite a lot. So, um, so yeah, so so that's kind of it. There is like literally one person's experience will be completely different to another person's experience of how they, how their apprenticeship was because, because, because the person teaching them went through this kind of unofficial apprenticeship too. And so, yeah, because there's no set thing and it's just people doing what they think is best. It's, um, it's, it's an interesting system and, um, it often works. It often works. Yeah. Uh, other people, other people just self teach themselves at home, um, which is something we're, generally we tend to try to discourage because um obviously it's very easy to pick up bad habits and um you know things around hygiene and stuff are are easily overlooked or omitted and yeah so it's it's best not to do that but i do do know some phenomenal artists who just taught themselves how to do it um and and then there's these weird tattoo schools that have started popping up that i would strongly advise anyone against signing up for because they kind of, t- I think they teach you to tattoo in like two weeks. And obviously that's not long enough. Like apprenticeships, uh, a, a decent tattoo apprenticeship would take you at least a year, maybe two years. Um, so the idea yeah. you can just learn this in two weeks is absurd. And literally no tattoo studio in the country would take you seriously if you have a qualification in tattoo. No, no, I agree. Yeah. And that does seem like a weird way 
to do it. It's like maybe give the, you know, maybe like a taster course kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, like to sort of you know, an introduction, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like you said, you need to have the background and you almost need to have the general dog's body kind of experience as well, don't mm-hmm. you? So that you can... Well, you know how to punish, not punish, but I suppose you know how to treat the next person who comes along. <laughs> and um, you also kind of, I suppose you grow with it, don't you? You know, you know that you really, really want something if you're yeah. willing to do all the general dog's body stuff. So, And, and the thing is, like, quite often a studio, I'm saying the way I've done it when I've had apprentices, is um, um, we've got a cleaner, so I've never had an apprentice to get a free cleaner. But um, yeah. the... Um, I, I will give a state I'll have a station set aside for the apprentice and as I like, when you finish your apprenticeship this will be your station so I I could have a an artist in that seat you know paying a rate to the studio to help cover the cost of the studio mm-hmm. but I'm giving that to the apprentice for you know a year or maybe more um so you know I, I'm kind of putting myself out of pocket and so that's for me that's what the cleaning and, and everything else they might do is is paying for yeah is they're paying to to have to, to know at the end of their apprenticeship they will they're you know they will have a not just a foot in a great career but they will be like you know on on this kind of path of, of potentially having a really great career that they, they love and they can travel with and and meet all these amazing people so yeah so so yeah they um i think that stuff is, is kind of important and also i think it, um like you say it shows that people want it that it's not just yeah a, I think because a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I want to be a tattoo artist. I really like drawing. And it's like liking drawing isn't enough. I think when you tattoo full time, you have to, you know, you're, you're tattooing, you know, depending on the artist, like four or five days a week. So some do more, some do less. But that's like, you know, like up to eight hours a day of tattooing. And mm. each of those tattoos you have to design. And then you're also probably drawing up flash designs to try and kind of you know like woo potential customers and merchandising and you know all the other stuff there around it so you're you're literally drawing all of the time like it's very unusual for a tattoo artist to have a full day off every week like you will be drawing every single day and it's not it's not your passion project you're working on you're not spending six months doing an oil painting although you might be as well but but you're you're having to work almost on a conveyor belt of like this person needs this specific design on this specific day yeah and so does this person and this person and this person and and this person so like my diary is pretty much booked for the year now and so all of those appointments i need to design for and so it's not enough to like drawing you have to you have to love it and you have to love it enough that you can keep it going consistently year after year after year after year of non-stop drawing yeah um, it's, it's almost like you have to bleed drawing i suppose <laughs> almost yeah yeah no, it's, it's, it's pretty much true i'd say yes yeah, um yeah like liking drawing is not enough and i think the you know having these long apprenticeships does kind of give people an idea of the kind of commitment that they're getting themselves in for where if you kind of skip that then i think yeah it could be quite a, a hard culture shock for a lot of people that thought they loved drawing (laughs) yeah definitely and I suppose the other you know like the other thing I was just thinking of was because I've had you know a couple of chef friends for example um you know quite often like they'll cook their wonderful gourmet meals and stuff like that but when they get home they want beans on toast is it is it similar for you that you know when you get home the last thing you want to do is draw or uh do you Uh, 100% 100% I often uh, like obviously you know I, I, I still kind of 
keep my foot in a little bit with um you know some social justice campaigns and stuff and you know help out where i can and um you know i'll often like you know offer my my assistance and all the time people are like oh can you draw this for me or can you draw this and it's like anything anything but drawing like yeah. i love i love drawing i love it it's my job and it's my passion but no not not on my days off not on my time off i um i work on my own passion projects but no i i, I yeah that's the one bit of help i tend to, to refuse yeah fair enough i think that's fair enough because i work on the phones quite often you know like with customers and stuff and yeah. uh if the house phone rings i know it's not for me because it wouldn't be, you know it's my mobile that would have rung so i'm like i'm not gonna get that i'm in a will if obviously nobody else is in but uh yeah i do sort of think for fuck's sake i don't want to get the phone you know <laughs> so but um yeah so from a small point of view i can sort of get that definitely yeah so, yeah so i mean i was going to circle back around to the the prison stuff are, are you happy talking about that sort yes of very yes 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 yeah um what was it what was it like being in prison and you know like i mean you kind of hear the horrible stories and stuff like that but was it like a terrible experience that you had or did you manage to like keep your head down low and do you know what it's it's a bit like the covid thing where i, I kind of feel a bit guilty saying that it was absolutely fine <laughs> like, mm. and i know because a lot of people it wasn't and i saw you know i saw a lot of people going through through uh, almost literal hell but, yeah. but but my personal experience it was it was yeah kind of fine i think um i tend to try and get on with most people I meet and um I like to think I'm fairly amenable so um yeah I just I just kind of made the best of the situation and and tried to get into the best jobs I could get into and yeah just spent my time keeping busy I, I started a French degree and I, I wrote a book and I um I was fixing computers for for school kids in Africa and then I, I got a job in the gardens where I was able to sneak off and sunbathe a lot and yeah. I watched there's there's a building next door which had a, a peregrine falcon nest on, so I was able to watch the peregrine falcon chicks fledging. And oh. so yeah, I, I actually yeah, there's like a little pond in there, and I used to go and look after the duck ducklings. And yeah, so I I don't know. I it's it's a weird one. Like I often say it was like boring, but I don't really understand the concept of boredom. Like I, I always mm. find something to to fill, fill my time. So um, so maybe maybe boring's wrong but i i missed the things in my life that i loved that i couldn't do anymore i, I miss my my partner i i miss my dogs i miss my um i miss climbing and running and and all the things i i couldn't do in in jail but but then i i found other things i could do and and kind of focus myself on them and yeah it was um you know i i don't have any bad memories from prison particularly no, that's that's yeah, really that's, good. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, I wanted to get out a lot. But. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, it's it's funny because you probably wouldn't have learnt French and you probably wouldn't have written a book if it hadn't have happened. So, you know, I'm a strong believer that things happen for a reason. I mean, obviously, like you said earlier, the circumstances were awful. You know, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. But the fact that it gave you the opportunity to learn those two things, you know, the writing and the, the um, sorry, you said French, didn't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, it gave you those opportunities to sort of maybe broaden your horizons a little bit, you know? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've always been someone that, like I say, I, I, I struggle with the concept of boredom. Because even if I run out of things to do for myself, there's always something I can do for someone else. So I, I, I've never, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been particularly bored, but... Yeah, I always just 
try and find something to do. And then, they, I mean, there are situations where there is no positive, but mm. there's very few of them, really. I think, and yeah, I, I try and I try and find the best in a situation, and and if, if there is a best to be found, and I'll um, yeah. Yeah. the best of it and, and enjoy it where I can. It's, you only live once, don't we? You might as well enjoy as much of it as possible. Well, you certainly lived, that's for certain. Isn't it? So. <laughs> I certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as as someone who also likes um, punk and, well, rock and heavy metal and punk music, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, I've got the same sort of mentality with regards to the mm. music side of things. So, uh, definitely. <laughs> I think it helps a lot. I think my, a lot of my um, worldview has been form through the um, punk and hardcore and straight edge scenes and stuff I think yeah. I think there's a lot to learn now I kind of hope there's a resurgence at some point because I think I think there's a lot that people can get out of it yeah yeah definitely definitely maybe not the spitting though I mean that was a bit gross <laughs> not the spitting though <laughs> yeah <laughs> but otherwise yeah so in your while well, you've been doing your tattooing sorry I'm kind of going all over the place a little bit but you know no, that's, that's, what, that's what makes it fun it's my isn't life it? <laughs> keep you on the toes <laughs> right. um they, have you ever had any sort of have you got any like funny stories of anything that's happened like you know with a a customer came in for it i don't know you know a full arm piece or something and ended up with just a dot because they uh couldn't cope or whatever you know any funny stories or anything like that uh, i mean i don't have anything like that i'm always, I'm always kind of you know, people people have their pain tolerance and i'm not yeah. going to judge of that to be honest I, I haven't really had that we did have someone try to do a poo on our doorstep once while i was tattooing which was an interesting experience yeah we, i managed to chase them off and they they staggered into our window and fell over it was it was all very very, very unusual um i was gonna say although you are in parkstone so you know that's probably what I- oh there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of that is yeah. it yeah throwing um, <laughs> drug users out of the studio and uh, yeah yeah uh, unfortunately um oh, i'm trying to think if there's anything particularly funny i don't want to like shame any of my customers i, I have too much respect for them um yeah let's let's wipe that let's wipe that one out of the uh yeah that one's gone so there we have it although actually i need to if i think of anything i will i will say yeah although i have to keep it in slightly because of the the man pooing so you know (laughs) (laughs) it was a lady pooing it was a lady pooing oh a lady poo a very very drunk lady oh my goodness so she assured me it was okay it was not okay oh god i think that makes it even like worse because it was a lady you know it's like it, it was it was a shock i just saw that we got um like frosting on the window and there's like, some gaps in it and just these, these two ass cheeks just appeared on the gap and i, I assumed they were mooning us so i was like i'll just ignore them yeah and just slowly slanted sliding down the window and i was like wait no this this isn't right and i went round and looked out the window she just sat there with her trousers around her ankles stuck her thumb up at me and was like oh it's okay <laughs> and I, I i told her quite firmly it wasn't okay and she um she stood up without pulling up her trousers staggered about three steps and fell into our shut window and then clapped <laughs> on the floor for a minute and then got up and wandered off to, um, enjoy enjoy the sights of parkstone <laughs> <laughs> well i have to say i'm glad that i asked if you got any funny stories because that definitely <laughs> is one <laughs> um so obviously you guys do piercings as well don't you yeah is there any um 
Oh God, I, you know, there's so many different piercings, isn't there, nowadays that, you know, from your Prince Albert to your <laughs> Tragus or whatever. My Prince know. Albert. <laughs> Not necessarily okay, yours, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was that kind of question. Okay, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how how is it, po- you know, like, is it something that, you know, with regards to piercings that it, it changes on a regular basis or do you not know much about the sort of piercing side of things? Do you know what? We, we have a piercing. We, she's relatively new with us. Um, her name is Eleanor and she is an expert in piercings and I know very little about piercings. Uh, okay. Um, I assume there are piercing fashions. There's certainly tattoo fashions and I, I assume piercings go through fashions. Um, yeah. I actually am terrified of needles. Oh, okay. Which confuses a lot of people but tattoo needles i am at peace with i can i can angrily draw on people all day that's fine and i can reluctantly have someone aggressively drawing on me but piercing needles yeah i was i was asked recently to film the piercer doing a a, a scaffolding or was it a bridge of the nose piercing and she was like oh yeah can you just film it for my instagram And, and i did nearly pass out having to to watch it um so so yeah so so i i try and stay hands off with the piercing i I have got a piercing from from eleanor because um she works in my studio and yeah it's <laughs> yeah i feel I, sh- I should and uh she, she's very good and it didn't hurt and she's she's got wonderful bedside manner but i am absolutely terrified of needles yeah so, yeah my my knowledge on piercing is, is limited i have piercings and i did most of them myself with my school librarian badge when i was a kid because I was scared to get someone else to do it. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an unusual tattoo artist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't it, was, think... it was a weird career choice. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you are, though. Not not 100%, because, you know, I think everybody in, uh, you know, everybody's got a weird story in the background. So, you know, whatever line of work you do. So definitely. <laughs> but you went the real punk rock and you did like, you know, your piercings with your library card. <laughs> <laughs> library badge, a library library card oh, sorry, of sorry. <laughs> just paper cutting myself. <laughs> no, yes, good point. No, I had, yeah, as a school librarian, I was, it wasn't that punk rock, I guess. But yeah, I had a I had a sharp implement to pierce myself with. <laughs> Fair enough. And what you know, in the in the years then, what um what kind of tattoos have you seen like freight you know, like Oh actually let me change that, sorry. Um I was gonna say, is there something that you p- prefer doing over um, you know, other things, oh, yeah. kind of thing. A hundred percent. Like, I, I have a very specific, a very specific style of tattooing that I do, and um, yeah, I, I only tattoo in that style. And I think um, part of it is um, the way my brain works, kind of really limits me in in what I I, I do or what I enjoy doing. And um, part of it's kind of been an evolution. But when I started tattooing, I was very clear that I only wanted to do geeky tattoos nerdy tattoos mm-hmm. um and that was kind of all that really interested me so i was quite diverse in what i would kind of have under that kind of remit so you know i'd, I'd do script i'd do portraits i'd do comic book stuff disney stuff anything as long as it was had some kind of geeky theme to it and then i guess as kind of time went on i kind of slowly started honing into what i really enjoyed doing and and really that was disney and pokemon and simpsons animated animated type stuff like that is um 
really that that's where I'm very comfortable drawing. It's where I'm comfortable designing, and it's where I'm comfortable tattooing. So, um, so really, yeah, that that is really is, has become my focus. So, a huge part of what I do is Disney tattoos. That's probably the the bulk of my work now is Disney, and then um, yeah, like I say, anything. Anything of that, you know, very colourful, very illustrative. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel that even though I'm doing things, I try to keep it as close as the, to the source material as possible. Like, I, I don't want it to look like my version or my interpretation of a character. But that said, I kind of feel if you see my tattoos, people tend to know that I've done it. I do try and... Yeah. The way I colour it and the way I kind of present it, I, I, I feel that I do have a... A fairly distinct style within doing things as authentically as possible to the source material. Yeah, so it's almost like putting your own little signature on it, kind of thing, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, I uh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, definitely. Because um, you know, I've uh, obviously had a look. You know, while um, while we've uh, not while we've been chatting right now, but while we've been chatting prior to the uh, the podcast so i couldn't think what the word podcast was that's really bad isn't it <laughs> again it, again my brain is foggy but um yeah it's you know like i've been looking through your art and stuff and it, it's absolutely incredible it's so beautifully done and uh thank you yeah and i hope one day that i will hopefully book something to get done with you so you know that'll be good i hope so <laughs> yeah i hope so too to be honest because yeah because i've i'm i tend to uh yeah, I'm just trying to find the location because I already talked to you, didn't I? Um, you know, like I'm for a long time. I've wanted to have like uh, the Tim Burton am mm. animation characters kind mm. of thing somewhere. But uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure exactly where or exactly which ones, you know, kind of thing. So it's yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, the other thing that you've got is an Etsy store as well, isn't it? That you've you've done like little characters you've done the um avengers as pokemon haven't you yeah yeah no yeah so mashups are a big thing that i do love doing i love yeah. um taking two I, I kind of pride myself a little bit on that i feel that i can take any two pop culture characters and and make them into yeah. something very cool um so yeah like you know stitch dresses harry potter or or yeah the poke avengers or yeah um yeah any, anything like that really you know simpsons characters as zombies or yeah I, I love i love mashing stuff up like that that's yeah that's one of my favorite things to do so if anyone wants a cool mashup tattoo you know where i am <laughs> yeah absolutely but you can also get them as a print as well can't you i do yeah the etsy store has got prints it's got um yeah oil paintings i've done and and yeah various other merchandise pin badges and all sorts of stuff yeah yeah because <laughs> i uh, yeah as soon as uh yeah payday's on the 31st so you might get an order for an awesome. avengers pokemon one <laughs> awesome that is my most popular print yeah yeah because i've got a little because i've been rearranging my room recently so i've got a little bit more space now to put stuff up so you never know <laughs> hopefully <Awesome. laughs> <laughs> but no i do particularly like that one but uh, yes, yeah, so is that something also with the Etsy store? Is that something that sort of kept you going through like COVID and stuff like that as well? Uh, it's, I mean, the first lockdown, because we ended up being locked down for eight months in our industry. So there was uh, okay. yeah, eight months off work. Uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, I had quite a lot of privilege and, and I, I was quite lucky and kind of fell into the most of the right categories to kind of get government support. Like some of the people I worked with didn't and um, a lot of my friends didn't. So um, I was very lucky to kind of, 
essentially have enough money to kind of get by through that but yeah certainly the first lockdown it was um doing art commissions particularly was um kind of a lifesaver really then so yeah it was it was nice to have something to, to fall back on yeah and it yeah. was i'm just i will always be grateful to everyone who who bought anything off me during that period because it, it did make a huge difference yes yeah it definitely would and it's also quite funny isn't it how the beginning of the uh episode you know the government screwed you but then you know towards the end the government helped you so that's quite good isn't I mean, it <laughs> they gave me some of my taxes back i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna be too grateful <laughs> no <laughs> and, I, and i feel we're gonna be paying it back for a very long time yeah oh yes yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so what's involved with the tattoo process so uh, every tattoo artist takes bookings and stuff differently but when people book in with me i am i I prefer to do it all online i kind of feel nowadays we don't really need face-to-face face consultations as much um Mm -hmm. i tend to have quite a good idea of what people want and, uh, and people coming to me tend to know the kind of style i work in and the kind of gist of what they're going to be getting so yeah i tend to do my consultations online and kind of get an idea of what people want and people you know will book in um, with a deposit to to book a date and at some point before the appointment i i don't like to be too precise on when but i will um draw up their design and and if yeah if i'm not having a a brain fart day i'll send them their design <laughs> um and so i do forget and uh, people do need to chase me up so if, you, if I never send your design, chase me up. Um, and yeah, and then so then on the day people come in and um, obviously we want people to wear practical clothing that we can access the area to be tattooed. Yeah. Make sure you've showered, make sure you've eaten. Definitely eating before a tattoo is, is very, very good advice. Don't ever skip breakfast on tattoo day because that's when people pass out. Yeah. Also from experience as well, I've always taken like a bottle of... Um, like fizzy drink with me as well you know like coke or whatever oh yeah 100 percent. you know sugar is your friend when you're getting tattooed whatever diet or whatever you're on bring sugar like sweets um through um yeah yeah, fizzy drinks and stuff is yeah it makes a huge difference um because basically your your blood sugar kind of drops through the adrenaline and, and stuff when you're getting tattooed so having a kind of sugar hit kind of just keeps your blood sugar levels where it needs to be to keep you conscious yeah um (laughs) i mean i i should say like uh, most people don't pass out i'm sure you'll be fucked um and and then yes so then um in terms of the actual tattoo we'll um, go through sizing and placement and stuff and some artists do do stuff freehand but i mean it's very unusual for someone just to tattoo straight onto your skin like that's very unusual the and and if that's happening, like unless they're an incredible artist that you've seen all of their work, probably avoid that. Um, yeah. But yeah, normally there'll be either be a stencil or there'll be like you know freehanded on with pens and stuff. Uh, so before the tattoo starts, you should be able to look at it in the mirror, check the sizing, check any spelling is correct, and make sure it's facing the right way, and make sure you're happy. Yeah, like I say, with the size, the placement, and and everything like that. Make sure you kind of move around a bit in the mirror to see how the tattoo will move with you um and then yeah and, and then the tattooing starts and um it's uh, it, it's an experience it's um i mean people always ask what it feels like and it's hard to say what it feels like I, I don't know if it's possible to explain what it feels like to someone who hasn't yet been tattooed but as soon as it starts you will think oh obviously this is what it feels like yeah. it feels like someone scratching me with something sharp um by being being attacked by an angry kitten, I, I think, is probably a, 
I agree. Accurate description. Yeah. Yes. I agree um, with that. Yeah. <laughs> um so so if you have a cat you'll probably be fine getting tattooed especially if you have an angry cat um the first maybe like 15 minutes are kind of i always think the, the worst really i think because you kind of your body i guess has that kind of natural fight or flight thing and mm. and then your brain kind of realizes you can't really do either like running away or punching your tattoo artists are both slightly frowned on so um <laughs> So kind Only of, slightly. <laughs> slightly. Yeah. Both of them have happened, but uh, they are they are both frowned upon. Um, so yeah, so your body kind of has to adjust to this. Like, I can't run, I can't fight. I just kind of have to accept this, and and your body does start accepting it fairly quickly. Maybe I say fifteen, twenty minutes into it, you kind of your body relaxes into it which isn't good news for people getting very small tattoos because then you only get the worst bit i guess but yeah um if you're having a longer session you will you will settle into it and it's bearable it sucks like getting tattooed does suck it's, i'm not, definitely not gonna pretend it's like this wonderful kind of cathartic experience or anything but it's um it sucks but it's it's clearly bearable if if, if tattooing was that bad i wouldn't have a lot of tattoos and i no. do have a lot of tattoos um so yeah, so it's definitely bearable and um yeah, and it's worth it if you get a really cool tattoo out of it. Yeah, exactly. Personally, um I've I mean there's certain areas with the the ones that I've had, but I've not had them on any of the typically bad areas of you know, I mean, you know, like your ribs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I've I know that's painful, so I think well I'm not gonna bother with that yet. Um but the ones I've had, you know, they they've been sort of touch wood, they've been all right, you know, but then I quite enjoy um that sounds really bad enjoy pain but you know it's like i i've got quite a high pain threshold myself that um i can sort of sit there quite happily and i'm just chatting away with um whoever the artist is you know and just but i love it more when it's like on my arm or a leg or whatever so i can actually watch as they're sort of doing it and actually watching you know as they're uh creating what you know what is on my arm or whatever so um yeah I, i'm absolutely fascinated yeah a lot of people are like that and um but it's interesting because there's a lot of things i find with tattooing where some things are like really marmite so some people some people have to watch their tattoo being done mm. and so if they're getting like their back tattooed or the back of their calf or something they really suffer because they like for some reason it hurts less seeing it other people are the complete opposite like me like I would rather look at anything than myself getting tattooed. <laughs> and I know when I've had apprentices and they've tattooed me before and I have to kind of like tell them what to do and kind of coach them through it. It's, yeah, it's a ho- horrible experience for me having to not only watch it, but actually instruct someone on how to, how to tattoo me. It's, I find that very odd and unsettling. But um, yeah, so, and, and the same with pain. People are always like, oh, what's the most painful place? And there are some areas that are universally horrible and some areas that are universally broadly fine but a lot of people will will find you know like they'll prefer their calf to their shin or their shin to their calf or mm. um inside elbow outside elbow like it's it's yeah it's very interesting like everyone we're all built differently i guess and we all deal with it differently but there are areas i, I would strongly advise against ribs or feet for a first tattoo i think um yeah yeah they if anything's going to put you off getting a second it will be that yeah because also with a foot tattoo you've got to think like almost seasonally as well because you pretty much got to wear flip-flops haven't you because you can't really cover it over very well uh, i i wore shoes i think i took the laces out of my shoes when i got mine done and just yeah and, and walked and waddled around like that for a while but it was i didn't actually find the healing too bad on my feet but 
again, like, yeah, definitely, it's definitely an area you want to be, take extra care with when you, hands and feet, areas that get a lot of exposure, you definitely want to be extra careful. Yeah. When they're healing. Yeah. And, and do yes, you... seasonality is. Oh, sorry, say again. So, I was going to say seasonality is actually quite an important thing. And I, I always find it interesting because we always get really busy in the summer. Mm. And then in the winter, it all kind of dies off. And obviously, the reason for that is kind of human psychology. You go down the beach, you see someone with their short sleeves or their shirt off and you're like oh like look at their tattoos they look really cool so yeah maybe i should get a tattoo and you book in for your tattoos um but actually in terms of healing a tattoo that the worst things for tattoos are sun sea sand yes um so actually the the best time to get tattooed is over the winter let it heal and then in the summer obviously whack on your factor 50 or whatever but you know you can actually go out and enjoy your tattoos and show off your tattoos without ruining them so yeah, yeah. get tattooed in the winter is it's a sneaky bit of advice. Yes, yes. I agree with that as well. Because, yeah, and also because and for the most part, you want to stay in as well, don't you? If it's raining and exactly. if it's miserable. So, you know, you don't have to, like, say if you do get a foot tattoo, for example, you don't have to walk around without, exactly. um, yeah, without whatever on. So, without whatever on. <laughs> don't without the whatever shoe. on. <laughs> it started dodgy, yes, you, Leslie. You can wear clothes while your tattoos are healing. <laughs> Maybe, if you want to. Maybe, if you want, <laughs> each their own. Exactly. We don't discriminate against anybody. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> and because um, I've noticed with the last couple that I've had that um, they've been put in this like almost plastic shield type thing mm. over it. and I Yes, that is the future. Yeah. Is it is it actually really good? Because the problem is, is that I find it a bit itchy. So um, it doesn't mm-hmm. stay on for massively long because I think I might be allergic to like the gluey kind of part of it. But mm-hmm. OK, yes, yeah, so some people are allergic to it. Mm. Uh, I've never seen a serious reaction. Like it's, it's generally just a mild reaction. And yeah, yeah, it gets a bit itchy. You maybe get like some little spots and stuff. But I, I mean, it is amazing. And if you can use it, I highly recommend it. It's, um, it's second skin stuff. It's basically, it's based off the stuff you use for, um, or they use in hospitals on burns and stuff, I believe. Um, but I'm not gonna make a fool of myself by pretending I understand the science of it, but no, that's fair enough. Essentially, essentially, it's, uh, it's, it's waterproof, but breathable. Mm-hmm. So it allows the tattoo to breathe and, and so it doesn't suffocate it. So it's not like pl- putting cling film on, which does, you know, suffocate the tattoo, but was previously the best way of healing them. Um, so it's, it's a step up from cling film in that regard. Um, it's also, so basically we tend to ask people to leave it on for a few days. We might ask them to change it and then leave it for a few days, but it has the advantage that it means that it's less likely that people will make a mistake in the healing process. Uh, and obviously for for us, we're like kind of experts in this, but for a lot of our customers, you know, it might be their first or second or third tattoo. And, you know, they, they, most people don't have this kind of knowledge of what, what they should and shouldn't do. And so just kind of minimizing things that people can do to tattoos. Um, yeah. Oh, I do have some funny stories about things people have done with tattoos, but I'll circle back to that. Okay, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so it, keep, it keeps it protected like that. Um and it kind of all, all the so basically it gets really it it does look disgusting it fills up with yeah. kind of ready brown goo it kind of looks like a pond pudding when you cut one of them open and it for any yeah. fans of bake off and it just like <laughs> oozes out and all is disgusting um but that is i mean some of that is rejected ink some of that's um plasma from the body but 
you basically got all the stuff that would become a scab if you allowed it to dry out. Yeah. And so you get all those kind of healing enzymes that you would have in a scab. You have those white blood cells and everything, but but it's not drying out. So it's healing the skin, but smooth rather than the kind of lumpiness you can get from a scab and without the risk of knocking it and, and damaging it. So it's it's really good. It, yeah, it minimizes uh, infection risk. It minimizes the risk of something going horribly wrong with you know, poor, poor healing practices and it minimizes the risk of scabbing. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's great. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I use it on yeah. everyone who isn't allergic to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do try to keep it on for at least two days because um, I yeah. know that, but it's just, it's just around the edge of the tattoo. So like in the middle, it's fine, but around the edge, I get like really red and itchy. So what I, I do suggest that like, if, if people, if the artist puts on a bit too much, then you can just over the days just slowly pick at the edges and just peel it back towards the tattoo slightly just to um because I find it often pulls the skin quite tight and that just kind of relieves some of the pressure like that. So mm, okay. I find that a good thing. But yeah, I mean if you are if you think it is an allergic reaction, then yes, it's um probably better off than on. But um but yeah, if you leave it for duty and it depends on the tattoo, like because obviously what I do is fully saturated colour and yeah. really say like a black and gray tattoo the the only skin trauma is where there is visible ink uh so a black and gray tattoo you're using the skin tone as part of the tattoo yeah uh, whether that's just pure skin tone or whether that's you know like a soft gray shade and so there's a lot less trauma there than there is in a, a fully saturated color tattoo where it's just essentially a wall-to-wall graze really mm. in a slightly gross way of thinking about it but so there's a lot more skin trauma there. So there will be more goo, there will be a bit more leaking and it will take slightly longer to heal. Um, so so with my tattoos, I, I do ask people to, to try and leave it on for three days and I give them spare dressing in case it comes off or, or needs replacing for any reason. Um, but for a smaller piece or a black and grey piece, then yes, like two days is, is often fine. If you even if you had someone's name written on you, you could probably leave it like two days. The tattoo with the second skin will probably be pretty much not healed but healed to the point that nothing bad's going to happen to it yeah yeah well that's good that's definitely good and yeah. okay in that case I'll, I'll listen to you and i'll make sure next time i have one done <laughs> no i'll leave it on but uh yeah because that's actually when you said about the names that's one thing i i personally never have done i always get the fear that you're going to get somebody's name tattooed on you and then he gets stuck with that person's name on you for the rest of your life <laughs> It's, yeah, I think I think most tattoo artists tend to um, hold the opinion that you should only really get your children's names or yeah. parents' names or someone you've lost, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, people should get whatever they want tattooed on them, in my, in my actual opinion. But um, but with the name thing, there is this whole thing about the curse of the, of get the name tattoos, where if you get a name tattoo, then then you, you're inevitably going to break up. I think, actually, there's probably more truth to the fact that a lot of people and certainly not everyone but a lot of people who get name tattoos is because they're trying to make a point in their relationship that probably isn't as strong as it could be maybe um so i I think there's probably more truth in in it being that way around i don't yeah i don't think getting a name tattoo will lead to to a divorce i think (laughs) but but i um, yeah my personal view is i mean if you want it you want it and that's great and full power to you but generally i'd say it's probably pragmatically better just to get names of people that yeah like immediate family type thing yes exactly yeah and uh you said you were gonna circle back around to uh some funny stories so we're gonna have to do it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope I don't make anyone feel bad. But um, we we did have someone once. And I don't think he'll care about this story, but it was this is the most disgusting thing you'll ever hear. So I tattooed someone, and there was quite a lot of white ink in the tattoo. And they came back for a. <laughs> this is so disgusting. <laughs> they came back for a touch up, and uh, and the, a lot of the white was kind of brown. Oh. Or um. I mean, white can heal a kind of creamy colour yeah. when it heals. So, so we tend to avoid big areas of white unless unless it's on a very pale skin tone. But in that case, there's kind of not much point putting that much white in anyway. Yeah. Uh, or in areas where it's not going to get much sun. But it, it does tend to heal because you, your skin tone almost filters the the tattoo pigment. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so the natural skin tone tends to pigment the white a slightly kind of cream colour. Um. But it wasn't that. It was more brown, and I was like. I said to him, like, what on earth is it? Like, what have you done? Like, why is it brown? I didn't, I didn't tattoo this brown. Uh, and it turned out he'd been playing catch in his garden with his, his young son. Yeah. And he had do- dived, dove, dove yeah. for the ball. And, um, yeah. And there was a pile of dog poo in his garden and his oh. t- fresh tattoo, his fresh tattoo smeared through the, the dog poo and summer. And I, I still don't understand how this is scientifically possible. And I, I kind of hope there's some biologists listening who can explain this to me and how this, this pigmented his, his tattoo. But yes, it, it stained his tattoo and apparently fairly permanently. Um, I don't know how he didn't get it infected. And it, the, yeah, it still horrifies me that this is a thing oh. that happened, but that happened. So, so yes, people do not smear your tattoos through dog poo. <laughs> Yeah, not even the white dog poo. Yeah, <laughs> not even the. I mean, I at least hope that was staying at white. I, I don't think you get that anymore. I think that was just in the eighties. I don't think. Yeah. Don't think you get white dog poo anymore. What happened to white dog poo? No, it's because there was more salt in their diet. I Your think, next podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, you solved it. You didn't need a podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had I've had a few people who've messaged me and be like, "Is it okay that my dog? I woke up to my dog or my cat licking my tattoo." Um, and obviously the answer is generally a no. Like, I feel like they have surprisingly sterile t- saliva, but, but yeah, again, but probably best, best avoided. Um, people putting burn cream on their tattoo cause it feels like it's hot. Um, Ooh. again, avoid, avoid, avoid any cream that isn't designed to heal skin. Yeah. Cause it used to be babanthum, didn't it? But, uh, they changed the recipe of it, didn't they? So they did also i i did read a thing i don't know if this is true but i read a thing and it was written by someone who who was uh the partner of a very very old school tattoo artist and apparently their partner was one of the first people to recommend the panther and they did it as a joke because it was nappy cream and they thought it was really funny to tell people to put nappy cream on their tattoo uh, <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not but but apparently but yeah i mean i don't think the panther's ever been particularly good for tattoos um yeah it was a thing people use because it's yeah, either that or because if it's good for a baby's bottom, it must be good for a tattoo, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it tends to, it's, it's a barrier cream. It tends to, it blocks the, the skin. It doesn't let it breathe. It doesn't nourish the skin in any way. Mm. It's um, best at anything like E45. Savlon is best avoided. Anything that kind of creates a barrier. I, I always recommend something more natural. So yeah. either one of the kind of more modern like tattoo after, there's a plenty of them, tattoo aftercare cream or like a lush dream cream or... Uh, cocoa butter something something that's going to kind of give the skin some nourishment and and help it heal and yeah so so that's what i recommend but definitely not burn cream or no. anything that that just feels like that always check with your tattoo artist before 
you put stuff on. Also, don't if you work on a intensive chicken farm, don't go to work after you've had a fresh hand tattoo and start handling chickens without any kind of hand protection or gloves. Oh, you can't um, see the that, face that I'm pulling right now, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could say this is hypothetical, but yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Um, I mean, ideally don't work on an intensive chicken farm, actually. Let's yeah. cycle I mean, back no, to the vegan you. thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, so um, yes, any anytime you wake up with a fresh tattoo and think, oh, I wonder if I should do this to it, a, the answer is probably no. And B, check with your tattoo artist first. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, you know, people spend a lot of money on tattoos. Mm. And rightly so, because obviously it's a lot of work that goes into them. But, you know, you don't want to just put... Say, say for example, if you've got a small tattoo and it's 50 quid, you, you don't want to spend 50 quid on something that is only yeah. going to last a couple of minutes, you know? Exactly. So you, you want to look after it astounds my mind that that that, this exact thing and it's it's an interesting thing and it's something that comes up quite a lot for us is um yeah i mean like say a tattoo is a lot of work and we you know we i guess in the industry we tend to think of it as um it's not just the time the physical time that tattoo took but this is like years of us learning our craft and Mm -hmm. holding our craft and you know we don't get promotions in any kind of conventional sense we kind of have to promote ourselves as as our talent increases and as our skills increase but um but yes, I always find it mind-boggling that people will pay a lot of money for for a piece of art, a custom piece of art that you know will live with them for their for their lifetime. Yeah, and then and then just pay no regard to to looking after it and making sure they have the best possible piece. Like if you can sit there for for six hours or, or whatever it is getting getting a tattoo done, then just like you know a few weeks of you know slightly altering your routine to help the tattoo. It's it's definitely it's part of the investment and i yeah I, yeah i hope everyone sees it that way because well i know not everyone does but yes there's um it's very sad when we see unlooked after tattoos yeah yeah definitely yeah and you can tell can't you you can tell straight away because it's like a couple of mine like the first one that i got i keep looking at my arms by the way because that's the majority where they are <laughs> but um like the first one that i had was done about 11 years ago and it's still as bright as it was mm-hmm when I had it done I mean I have got the lily whitest of skin anyway so you know like I always say I'm a blank canvas what are you gonna do <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know it's still it's still in a you know really good condition I mean it's it's probably going a little bit but still after 11 years I'm, I'm pretty happy with it still so you know it's good yeah I mean and the way the way tattoos are now they do age well and and like a decent tattoo artist can make a beautiful and a vibrant tattoo on, on any skin tone to be honest so mm. so yeah I will, we can tell when a tattoo hasn't been looked after we you know we get people come back for touch-ups you know we, we obviously we offer free touch-ups um, within reason uh if things happen you know we don't, do understand things do happen sometimes and life mm. happens and, and sometimes they need a touch-up sometimes things just don't heal right but yeah, we know when when a tattoo comes back to us, we know if it's being looked after or not. It's, it's very obvious. It's very obvious what damage has been caused by picking scabs. It's very obvious what damage has been caused by not moisturizing um, and, and, and any un- other number of things pe- people do to their tattoos. It's very clear what what is self-inflicted damage and what is yeah. sometimes our fault, but more often just like, a you know, tattooing on a biological organism is it's not always going to be perfect and sometimes things will need another go or another another little look at so um 
Yeah, but we we do know, so there's there's no point lying to us. We 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 know what's happened to your tattoo, and we'll it's, touch it up anyway. But but yeah, we'd rather you you just try to look after it in the first instance. Yeah, yeah. So don't try and fool your tattooist. Come on, people. <laughs> yes, we know. Yeah, we know. We've seen it all. And uh, also, I noticed as well that you're award winning. What have you won mm. awards in? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like a lot of tattoo artists are award winning. It's uh, probably not the the um acclaim that it appears but no i i i'm I'm proud of what i've won and um i think i i won i can't remember what year covid has completely thrown out my internal calendar of of when things were and i already think the 90s were like 10 years ago so then covid has just made everything even more confusing uh but anyway (laughs) a few years ago a couple of years ago maybe a few years ago i i won um a p with a piece at the cardiff tattoo convention um and i was extra proud really of that one i think because it was it was a piece that had been healed for 18 months and the judges didn't realize that it was a healed piece which made me very happy because it still looked as vibrant as the the day i did it um yeah so that that was nice um and i won there was a competition at a comic-con i believe in i think it was a uh, walking dead convention in florida Oh, okay. And what, yeah, I wasn't there, but my tattoo was, and uh, yeah, she she won the best tattoo there, which was nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, a, a few local convention bits I've won at, um, a few online competitions and stuff. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some, but yeah, but that's what I remember. I need to go look at my display cabinet and see what's in there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's still, even if it was just one of those awards, you know, it's still impressive. It's, you know, it's always impressive if you get an award for anything, as long as it's it's not a participation award, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's my life. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's always nice winning. We also won, our studio won best five of everything on on the local radio station, Fire FM, I think it was, um, which is quite, I I assume it was the best, best top five tattoo studio. We were number one of the five. Oh, okay, Uh, awesome. uh, Yeah, the... There's a certificate isn't clear, so I'm claiming it's top five everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> We're the best of everything, so come to our studio. <laughs> definitely, 100%. And that was sort of going to wrap it up now a little bit, but um, I was going to mm-hmm. say, you know, you sort of touched upon it at the very beginning. Um, you said about the fact that you were a punk and you liked punk music and that you wanted to get into mm-hmm. tattooing so that you could punk it, so that you could tattoo someone famous. Did you ever do that, or is it still on the bucket? My plan list? was a fail. Uh. <laughs> My plan was a fail. I the problem is, and what I clearly didn't think through as an adult is that most punk bands don't want tattoos of Disney princesses on them. Mm, um, yeah. So that's that's where it all went wrong. I should have done more cobwebs and. And skulls, I think. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, that's where it went horribly wrong for me. But surely, if they're punk, they're supposed to be going against the system. So that's you know. what I'm hoping for. I'm waiting for someone to realise that, and then yeah, yeah, <laughs> they'll get a My Little Pony. I'm sure it will happen. <laughs> I kind of, I don't want to say punk is dead because it, it's definitely not. But I feel that yeah. the the punk scene is in dire need of resurgence. So I kind of feel it's unlikely at the moment that yeah there's there's many people but at some point i'm sure i'm sure we'll come back around yeah yeah definitely maybe have like it i know i said uh my little pony but you could have like a zombie my little pony you know so oh, i've done know. i've done them i've done them oh good 
<laughs> so I've done zombie everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you definitely have to. <laughs> um. So with regards to where people can find you, you know, your actual shop and, uh, you know, online and things like that, what's your, uh, like, social media information? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, like, as you say, in reality, our studio is on Ashley Road in Parkstone, um, and it is a poker stock. It has a Spider-Man mural on the wall it at does. the moment. Um, uh, on my social media, it's, uh, I'm Tattoo Tom. Tattoo Tom is my registered trademark. I, yeah, weirdly trademarked my name. Good. Also, no one else could sue me, so that I, rather than me suing other people, but yes, <laughs> Tattoo Tom on Instagram, Tattoo underscore Tom, um, and, I think it's Tattooist Tom on Facebook, but Tattoo Tom, you'll you're find me. If there's lots of nerdy stuff, then it's me and you yeah. found me. Well done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what I'll do as well is um, if you send me across the links to your like social media and stuff, I'll put it in the information in the description as well so that people can yeah. you know click on it and whatnot and be a bit easier for really them cool. as well. So, um, you know, so we can get the attention to you straight away rather than hunting for you. Well, unless you prefer to be hunted. i've had enough of that in my life (laughs) fair enough (laughs) i'll make it simple for everyone (laughs) oh well thank you ever so much tom for joining me today with this episode i've really enjoyed it so my absolute pleasure well i think we've been talking enough codswallop this week i have been Gemma, and you have been tom i have (laughs) thank you thank you